0: Welcome to the Protectors of Cool Stuff podcast, where it's all about working smart now. See so your patents stay protected later. And now, your host, T. Marlowe.
1: So, just as a little background, I'm uh, Thomas Marlowe. Uh, previously, I headed up the IP department at Fairchild Semiconductor, registered patent attorney, chief technology officer at Black Hills IP. Nothing is cookie cutter. Without a good aligned strategy, the best you can hold for is mediocrity. you don't know that, just a bunch of pretty graphs and charts. The global landscape around IP procurement and enforcement is changing. The strategies Analyze have to fall in and rainbows. But it's up to the business to rainbows make the informed decision. Reeffulness comes down to it's where IP strategy begins. Graph. All that cool stuff protected by those rights, that's where the value lies. Annuities All are a work. topic near and dear to my heart. You want to keep your patent? You pay your annuity.
0: Welcome to the Protectors of Cool Stuff Podcast, brought to you by Black Hills IP. You've got Giles here. I'm the VP of Marketing here at BHIP. I'm here with our host, Tom Marlowe, and we are back for round two with the founding partner of Lando Anastasi, Mr. Peter Lando. Let's jump back into it. I, I often I, I often wonder sometimes, are they doing that on purpose? Because it's you'd it be crazy to do that and, and all these other things we're talking about, that, that you know if you make so many mistakes you might have done it on purpose <laughs> yeah, <that's right>. <laughs> <laughs> i don't know that's a silly silly throw in there but i i i just sometimes scratch my head like what
1: yeah, I, yeah. No, I, you, you're right. Uh, you know, sometimes it's just a matter of uh, I don't know how good a control we're going to be able to keep on this thing, so we'll just we'll just throw this this stuff in there to cover our to <laughs> cover our butts, so to speak.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: Okay. So you know, once okay, you know that, uh, and then you want a you want to go forward with the NDA. You've got your terms. You've got it all buttoned up nicely. Um,
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, a lot of times, then after the signature, with the exception of the example that I mentioned, where someone says, "Yeah, we've got the NDA in place with them. We can talk to them about X, <laughs> Y, and Z." Also, yeah. a lot of times, these things are just forgotten. Right? They go in the filing cabinet or the electronic uh, filing version of the filing cabinet, and they just they sit there and and that's where they die or or don't. Um, yeah but i uh, I think that there's there's probably some follow up or some additional oversight or something to bring you back to these things that is important uh, in in a number of cases at least, mm-hmm. um, based on uh, whether that's like a uh, a final use of the confidential information date or an expiration date or any things that kind of come into place at the end. Um, What are your thoughts on, I guess, maintaining some sort of a tracking or uh, that type of idea with respect to NDAs?
0: Yeah, no, I have seen, um, my goodness, I I practiced long enough to have seen uh, things like, um, spreadsheets and kind of trying to manage um, these agreements by spreadsheets. I've seen clients have lists of agreements and that made it very hard to go back mm-hmm. and, and understand when things expire and and uh, uh, obligations to the other party and so on. Now there's more and more um, uh, programs uh, that um, kind of of docketing programs that that these dates come up and and they're searchable and and Mm -hmm. all of that is is very, very useful and and, and good and sound. Um, I see the point you made at the outset, many of these, uh, whether it's this or any other type of agreement, it gets signed, it gets put away. my advice to clients has always been the signing is the beginning of the agreement not the end yeah. um, and so it need be managed um proactively and when we're talking about non-disclosure agreements uh as as you know th- these are often the gateway to potentially f- additional agreements right more definitive agreements be they license agreements or joint development agreements or supply agreements sure. Which, which may have confidentiality terms of their own, which may supersede or consume or absorb these uh, terms into their uh, more definitive agreement. So they get visited, these agreements get visited, my experience tells me, if, if some further agreements uh, are going to be negotiated based on what we shared, right? Right. And so, um, so they get visited then, or they get pulled out when when there's a problem and Mm -hmm. i've had instances um where hey there was a marking provision in there um you disclosed material to me unmarked meaning it didn't say confidential proprietor you just sent me something um in the mail um you, you never marked there was a marking provision in the agreement therefore you gave it to me outside of the agreement or in instances where I had to prove one of the exceptions of confidentiality. Sure. I, we were already in possession of this information or we were developing it ourselves and I can prove that. Right. So they come up when there's problems or when they're precursor to um, additional uh, negotiation.
1: Yeah, that, that makes sense. And, and tracking, like you said, from a docketing perspective, tracking some of those dates, maybe you set it for six months or a year or two years even and and the conversation the discussion is still happening right or it's that contractor that you're working with and you're still working through design changes with them Um, and I would say it would be probably good to know whether or not your NDA is about to expire Um, maybe it's got some sort of an evergreen clause in it, a lot of times not. Um, Sometimes it's based, the the end date is based on, you know, sometime after the last disclosure, which is a little ominous, um, but uh, sometimes not. Um, And one way or the other, it'd be good to know, are you running up against, you know, kind of a a period where you will lose protection on what you share going forward? Um, and you need to renew the thing because that could be you know a simple renewal of an NDA could save you um, well your confidential information
0: right and a lot of sleepless nights it could save you so yeah, yeah I I agree so uh, awareness um, and tracking so important because if we're speaking of a NDA as if as if there's only one you know the company has one agreement going with one party but But as we all know, these are happening by the dozen. And so tracking is very complex. And if there's multiple agreements between the same two parties, um, confusion can arise. So yes, very, very important to know. And have some flag pop up, say, hey, you've got six months or three months before this agreement expires. Um, The parties reach out to one another and say, hey, should we renew this for another six months? I think we're still in conversation, is that correct? Yes, or I think we've reached the end. Um, um, we'll have to make a decision now whether to proceed with some additional agreement. Um, let's let's start planning for wrapping this up. Yeah, like maybe we need to maybe we need to return information to each other, um, and and the like, right? So that that's that's very important. Yeah, the the,
1: the return information is always a clause that. In, in theory, I liked um, because if I could say, you know, I, I'm, hey, I need you to return the confidential information. Now, granted, we know a lot of what we're talking about here is these days transferred digitally. Um, mm-hmm. So it's not like somebody's going to hand me back a stack of papers. But I always read that to, in effect, being. If I have requested the return of information, of my confidential information, at the very least, it means they are no longer in possession of any of the confidential information. It's kind of the way that I would read that, right? Right, right. Which which I I, I like to take as meaning then, well, they, they can't really do anything with it anymore because they no longer have it and if they do operate with my confidential information forward then technically they didn't return it right do you do you
0: agree with that analysis i do but it's it's difficult right so if we've no. had you and i you and i have an agreement in place for a year or two and and we've you know you're certain of your employees have come to my shop and vice versa mm. and and we've we've carried on in that way um Tangible information being destroyed or returned um, isn't going to erase what's in the minds of our employees, both both directions. So there's, there's that sure. there's that issue, right? I mean, what's what's out there is out there, but what what can be returned or destroyed will be returned or destroyed. And in the end of the day, like the lock on the door, I'm, I'm, it's, it it's involves trust and uh, confidence in in um, the, um, the other party that they'll, they'll abide by, by the terms that they agreed to, and, you know, I um, think, you know, but it's a contract. It's that's it's, just a, you know, it's a term and a contract.
1: I'm, I'm glad you brought that, that point up too, because, um, and, and this is one that I, surprises me how many times is just kind of not taken into account the the whole point about trust with the other party. Oh because you know. if if you don't trust how and, and this is not legal in, in any respect, right this is kind of business right but if yeah. you don't trust what the other party is going to do with that information, it kind of doesn't matter how good your n d a is <laughs> right i mean, yeah, I, this is true because even the damage that could be caused by taking that information using it making public might not be able to be remedied fully correct Um, you know and okay maybe you maybe you've got a strong nda and you can go litigate it but i mean we know how much litigations cost and enforcing ndas is not necessarily the most easy thing at least in in my experience maybe you've had better experience with it no i agree yeah um so I, I'm glad you brought up that point about trust because uh I you know I think at least from my perspective if, if you're starting out and you don't feel good about that relationship with the other party, don't think an NDA is gonna cure it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I um um I, I... It, op, business operates on that basis and this is just really setting the terms by which the two parties are going to uh, kind of uh, treat each other's information as their own basically right it's kind of a fundamental principle that mm-hmm. uh, we're going to respect each other's information and work together to combine uh, you know in that instance where one plus one is, is more than two right the combination of what we bring going to it's going to create something new that's the promise that mm-hmm. well, i i think yeah that requires trust to to step step out there together
1: so peter if you don't mind um if if i can put you on the spot a little bit or you know more so than being being a guest on on a podcast here um i i've sent you along a uh uh, I hesitate to say standard uh, NDA, uh, although that is in the title of the document um, because we don't want any of these things to necessarily be just form, um, but a, a baseline, let's call it uh, a yeah. mutual non-disclosure agreement um, that that I like to use. Would you mind if, and, and this is, by the way, um, Will, we're going to make uh, a, a version of this uh, available for our listeners to come and take a look at, uh, like we've talked about, don't just download it, and you know, use it as a, as a form blanket in, in any application. But this, you know, is an example, um, of, uh, what, what I think is a decent <laughs> NDA, but feel free to pick apart anything, um, that, uh, that jumps out at you. Um, uh, I, I won't be hurt.
0: <laughs> no, um, no, no. I, 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 I'm sure it's fun. Um, um, and, and so your your listeners will will have access to this as well. And and yes. so I have it in front of me now. So I think the um, the parties again, as we as we mentioned right up front, that the parties are. are in, in, in several instances, more than just you and I, right? There's, say, you have contractors as mm-hmm. well. So i have got to disclose this to you, and you're, uh, my understanding is you're going to use these contractors. Or even more uh, pulled back, you're going to use uh, Tom, Dick, and Harry. You're going to use three employees specifically to work with mm-hmm. you on this. Maybe I want to point that out because, as we all know, employees leave. And sure. So I want that employee specific to know and understand the terms by which you and perhaps even they will be asked to sign. So sometimes the parties to the agreement is, is more than Company A and Company B. So in your in the form here, if that's expandable to to have the potential for other parties sign, I think I would I would have that be the case.
1: That um, makes sense. Purpose, I like that.
0: Yeah. The, the purpose. Um, entered into so the parties may communicate disclose and or exchange information um, so this is a, um, a two-way yes um, it's set up as a two-way and so um, that would be uh, i would pref- again if you're coming at it with a starting point we'll call it our framework for an nda i may be more generic there to recognize that this may be a one-way okay sure okay um, and then the, the confidential information uh, definition um, that you're you are requiring a marking provision here shall label confidential information disclosed as confidential or proprietary, right, or otherwise make clear. Yep. Um, is confidential or trade secret, um, uh, including electronic copies. I'm reading it quickly, but does our verbal uh, disclosures covered there?
1: Uh, let me see. Um, I've got the, or otherwise made clear, which is, I think, um, it gives you some some room, I think, to work with that. Yeah. And I know that can cut both ways, right? Sure, um, sure. So uh, a verbal, maybe, making it clear. Um, yeah,
0: if it was a verbal or um, a, or presentation um, of some kind where it wasn't a tangible piece of paper, right? Yep. Yeah. Uh, in in simplistic terms, that um, would require uh, perhaps perhaps right. I'm, if this is a two way, maybe you don't want to put this on yourself. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. But if it's if it's acceptable, um, that if there was a verbal uh, disclosure um that it would be followed up within some time certain that hey what i told you was considered right right okay. so something and, to memorialize it
1: sure and that's one of those things where at the end of the day if you have to enforce this right which is Correct. essentially what it'll come down to how, how are you going to prove yeah. it and i think that's yeah. why i went with the make clear language because yeah depending on how i'm going to prove it if i can make show that it was made clear and you know who who knows what mechanisms that could be um but if it's reasonable then you know okay then it'll fit within the definition
0: yeah no very cool um the the exceptions to confidentiality look fairly standard to me Mm A, E, and um so i that's that's fine the use and duty to protect um is, is is firm and sound to, to my to my eyes um, the term of the agreement and the duration of confidentiality I see here um, I mean I guess I would have blank lines right so it's just that rather than say hey it's two years and five years certain
1: well uh, in what I that, if, you, if you look up to the top uh, corner, um, right hand corner Yeah. It, it, it refers oh, yeah. to those uh, blanks to be filled in okay. with yeah. some defaults in case <laughs> and th- because this ended up happening in a few cases earlier on where those blanks were left blank. Um, so it, I, If you can believe it and probably uh, with what you've seen, I bet <laughs> you can. Um, yeah. Yeah. So just as kind of a cover the bases uh we have a default in there just in case
0: okay yeah that's wise and i think uh and 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 i like it up in the and silly me i i overlooked the top right corner but i think it's nice and it's <laughs> uh it's conspicuous right it's right up there and i on my screen i started scrolling and i missed it but that would be good right because as we as we flipped through our our um a picture of file cabinet and and there it is right at the top right so that's good sure. i i well, just was referring to uh, in paragraph four it's 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 in there perhaps by way of just example it says two years and five years so yeah uh yeah. i i would leave those blank um again not not to encourage one to say hey this has to be two years it may not be or five years as you know it could be that it, it's indefinite and and i use a phrase um in the um in the term that unless um, in, in it, it, you know it's indefinite if it's considered to be trade secret or until the trade secret becomes public, sure. something of those those so um, uh, it's, a, it's kind of a uh, an in between position. You know, it's gonna it's gonna be indefinite unless unless uh, this becomes public. Um, yes and yep
1: I agree with right. that uh, completely with yeah. respect yeah. to trade secrets because the last thing, like we mentioned, the last thing you want is to lose a trade secret because of an n d a expiration yeah.
0: right and um so ownership uh is a property um uh, of the disclosing party sure and uh, and there's no license that's that's pretty common and um the exportation, um, that's a good point. I, I don't often run into that, but um, that's a good point.
1: Yeah, that was one of those, I think, that came up during an NDA negotiation at one point. And I looked at it and I said, I like that. You know, it, it, it kind of, it makes sense. Okay, let's, let's make sure that I'm not sharing confidential information that is under export control with somebody. And then I I didn't want the responsibility to be fully on me or the disclosing party um, to ensure that that didn't inadvertently or intentionally get exported when it shouldn't be. So, you know, kind of one of those things like let's you know we deal with technology, um, so sometimes you have to be a little careful. Oh, but yeah, I agree. You don't see that on a, on every NDA.
0: No, um, and then the the of course as is um, what I'm, I'm disclosing is uh, yeah. this, is it. um, and um, it's binding and personal. Yeah, I don't see, I don't see a. Um, did I miss it? I'm kind of a uh, governed by the law of
1: as a ah, okay yeah let me get your thoughts on this. I've yeah. I I intentionally left that out. Okay. Um and I did that because it's almost always one of the places that gets redlined when I'm when I'm dealing with these.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> you know the other party says okay you're letting me redline um, I want it to be my state or my country um,
0: Yeah.
1: and many times we either come to terms on a, a neutral site or a place where we both have operations or somewhere that right. makes sense or we you know we say all right fine or I say no we're not you know, I mean but it it seems to be one of those. What are your thoughts on one kind of in these types of agreements? It it can be easy to say, all right, fine, we'll do California, um, because I don't want to argue with you about it. Versus, mm-hmm. let's just leave it out and deal with that when a conflict comes
0: up. Um, I prefer certainty. I. I... We, we may, as you as you pointed out, arrive at a neutral site, a neutral neutral uh, maybe a business um, uh, a jurisdiction with business experience uh, or experience with these types of agreements. New York, Delaware, um, some 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 other neutral jurisdiction. Um, but I prefer more certainty. Um, mm-hmm. there, there's nuances in some state laws here in Massachusetts. Uh, there was just some uh, activity with the uh, uh, uniform Trade Secrets Act essentially adopted here in Massachusetts mm-hmm. as well as some non-compete uh, um, modifications to non-competes uh, were were codified so every state goes through this and has some uh, some aspect that I, I think the parties to an agreement should should at least come to terms on where this would be construed, under what law would this be construed, uh, should should the need arise? And yeah, I think you're I think, oh, well, we may, we may be debating this, but that's fine. You know? <laughs> no, I, I think you're
1: convincing me to put, because um, I, I try to make a lot of these terms so that they are you know, pretty reasonable and easy to accept, right? The point being, generally, the law legal department is giving this to, um, you know, is working with a, a business group who is excited to continue to move on with the relationship and doesn't want yeah. to be held up with legalities. So the, the less that you have to go back and forth on uh, at, at the NDA stage, the better. Um, yeah so that's why that's in if this gets redlined so much that's one of the reasons i've uh in some cases opted it out but yeah. i think maybe after talking with you having something in there that is just kind of a a pretty reasonable neutral site you know like you said maybe it's delaware maybe it's new york maybe it's um you know like you, uh, another state that has pretty well set business um laws and case law in place would um, yeah. be good, and then you would get less pushback. Okay, that's not their jurisdiction. It's not our jurisdiction. All right, we can we can live with that, kind of thing. Yeah,
0: yeah. I think I think it's a. Um, uh, I, I wouldn't call it. You know, it's not the most generous of con- of concessions, but it but it does show a willingness to work together. If, if again, if if both of the parties, in my instance, are, are Massachusetts companies, that's easy. So, which yeah. this is where we, this is where we live. This is where we operate. So, I I think, um, and and the other thing to consider is that uh, that tells maybe the parties. And and again, I'm speaking to perhaps that uh, the person sending this um, that that might be in the legal department or might even be an engineering department. Someone is sending it out, so that I think kind of raises raises the level and, and, and the recognition that, yep, this is a contract. <laughs> mm-hmm. This is going to be interpreted. This is a legal document, and this is going to be interpreted under uh, this state's law. Um, and, yeah, I mean, it has all the other trappings of contract. It has parties. It has terms. It has it has years and, and so on. Um, okay. And, that, and that's kind of – how will this be interpreted? Sure. Yeah.
1: Okay. well th- that makes sense because then you can at least with with somewhat more certainty uh get an understanding of you kind know, of what the what your scope of protection will be what you're up against if you have to try and enforce that makes a lot of right.
0: sense right and i don't see did i see anything in here on uh assignability um Mm, so end, well, you have, a, you have no party shall transfer this agreement, delegate its obligations, or assign its rights uh, without the prior written consent of the other party. And I think that's, that's probably right. Um, but there's some instances where, um, from from my experience in, in my, my practice life, that uh, I'm assuming – I'm purchasing a business, and I'm assuming obligations that they may have had with some third parties. And um, uh, do I need consent of the other party or, you know, they were just acquired wholesale? Whole well, sale. but I'm maybe, not, right? I'm not the agreement. I'm not assigning the agreement uh, discreetly and, and its obligations, but I sold that business unit and that, bus- that agreement goes with that business unit. So that, that, again, comes back to who are the parties to this agreement? So, sure. Uh, right it, it, the obligations travel with the business and um, so if I'm the other party to the agreement, I want somebody to be on the uh, yeah
1: that's you know, book, but someone to be responsible. That's a good point because I guess you could look at it from two directions. One is I want there to be obligations on the other side Of course yep yeah. the, the other side of it is maybe I want to sign off on who might be purchasing, this company and have access to use this confidential information that i've shared
0: perhaps perhaps yeah um that would be giving up a lot um <laughs> if you're uh if you're a business and you, you're gonna you're gonna hold up a, a deal for tens of or hundreds of millions well, of dollars yeah, because it, <laughs> the other party for a confidentiality agreement won't sign up
1: <laughs> that's yeah realistic realistically you're right <laughs> that uh that would be tricky. I can see that.
0: So I think I think with the sale of the business, I think it would be fine. Yeah. Sure. Well, great. But I, I mean, yeah. other than that, I think what, what you've got here, and this is this is to my to my larger point, that these are starting points, that mm-hmm. these are um, uh, kind of frameworks, and and these are high level uh, uh, places to consider when you when you get this moving when you get well, the dialogue going
1: and if nothing else um you know a, a takeaway from this discussion is that um even even in the situation where you know we're reviewing this nda um i've been practicing for a number of years you've you've got more experience than than i do but there's still things that we can look at in this in this what you know is sometimes written off as a very form type of document and see oh "Oh, you know maybe we should be thinking about this and then once you add in the the details of the particular uh transaction or the particular relationship that's going on that adds you know even a few more nuances that that are worth considering um within the agreement and so
0: there's many yeah yeah
1: so clearly (laughs) these things are are not as form and as standard you know simple download it and use it um as uh well you know as they're used uh in a, in a lot of cases
0: right right so um, we'll we'll start uh <laughs> Let's raise the, raise the recognition that I, yeah. maybe it's gone a little too far. And, um, <laughs> you know, er, early on, I had a, a, a client, a general counsel, tell me uh, words to live by in my practice, which was, don't tell me no, tell me how. And, mm. and I thought, I like that. I'm going to be a facilitator. And, and so I try to find, you have to recognize what is the business in place, what's the client in place for? Not, not to hear me but to to help to have me help them get to where they wanna go. And so this is why you have to understand, I think in all things that we do uh, from uh, the, the trademark application to the patent application to the license to this agreement, what's the context? Why are we doing what we're doing? How can I help you get there? And I think um, they were doing the same within and trying to speed up the process. You know, before I was in law, I was in. Uh, I worked, as I mentioned uh, earlier, I, I worked for a large uh, chemical company, German chemical company, and um, I remember uh, being in in uh, the situation where I thought the legal department was holding everything up, mm-hmm. uh, and and so I wanted to get out there and make that uh, presentation or make that help make that sale, and um, it, it was only later I recognized, no, 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 they were doing their job, but it's incumbent too to communicate to the legal department and say this is what's going on you know kind of fill in the blanks for them so that they don't just come at you with a form so that they understand the the, the context and it's a uh, it starts out of the form but it's it's got terms that make sense now yeah and we can move forward yeah so that's 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 uh i think my uh, my two cents on the subject well
1: you know i don't think there could have been a better point for us to leave our listeners with, uh, than that point that you just made and I love that quote, you know, don't tell me no, tell me how. Yeah. That's great. That's I'm gonna I'm gonna write that one down.
0: <laughs> no, I I I, I I hope people take it to heart as I as I did. That was years ago. I remember that I remember that date. Uh nineteen ninety seven. And um, I was outside of the, uh, uh, there, was a, there was an executive committee meeting going on for the company, and they were talking about an acquisition. And, and I remember the, the conversation well because I said, Oh, they, this company, this target has so many problems. And I went on and on. And he just looked at me politely and he said, Don't, don't tell me no, tell me how. And I just stuck. That was it. That I got off my high horse as an attorney, and <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm here to help. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, that's, that's enough of that. I'm sorry for for going on and on. No, I, no, no, no. I yeah. love that. Okay.
1: It's, it. It's it it's perfect. And and you know, in the legal profession, uh, it's, it's something you don't always find. Um, but I think it's what it's part of what makes a good attorney is, you know, understanding how to work with the business that you're supporting because no legal department uh stands on its own um so yeah i i love it
0: well, I very much enjoyed our conversation.
1: Yeah. Well, thank you for thank you for joining me. I did too. Um, and any time that I can find a, a kindred spirit that'll talk NDAs with me um, <laughs> is is wonderful. So I I appreciate it. Thanks. Thank you for uh, for joining on on this show. It's been great.
0: And a huge shout out to our audience. Thank you for watching, listening, and consuming everything we have to offer here at Black Hills IP. And until next time, go protect all that cool stuff.